0: Episode 349, the Pandemic Series with returning guest Aaron Carson. Welcome to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race. I'm Coach Terry Wilson, and with each episode, I bring stories of athletes to you that share their experiences at races in order for you to learn how to have your perfect race. We'll hear stories from athletes of all ages, abilities, and races of all distances. So regardless of where you fit in, there's something in there for you. Thanks for spending some time with me today. Now let the pursuit begin. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Pursuit of the Perfect Race with the pandemic series. Today I'm talking with returning guest Aaron Carson from EC Fit Boulder and Rally Sport. Welcome back to the show, Aaron.
1: Thanks, Terry. Great to be here. Yeah.
0: So uh how you been?
1: Oh man, that's a loaded question, isn't it? it is. Um I've been up, I've been down, I've been left, I've been right. <laughs> you know, I think um definitely going through a series of of emotions. Um probably uh sitting here five weeks into the shutdown of my business rally sport the health club in boulder where many of uh the familiar pros train um i think we're sitting in a a place of acceptance that that uh that this is kind of our new normal and and how are we as a community uh going to come together uh for rally sport to be a better place when we're able to to open and and get back with our friends and our in our just our friends you know it's just it's been a really interesting crazy time
0: yeah so uh tell me about what this was like at the very beginning for you i know at some point probably late january maybe even early february you probably heard the rumblings of the news of probably right along the time that colby died because that was still this year believe it or not yeah um, so that that's like the last thing I remember before all of this really took over the media. Uh, what was it like for you and what were your first thoughts and what was that like for you when you first heard about it?
1: Well, I, I typically go do a training camp uh, for myself in Hawaii in uh, January. And this year we actually decided not to go in January, but we decided to go for my birthday in February. And so Um, I feel so lucky that uh, we did that because uh, I on February 23rd was sitting on the beach uh, on the big Island and putting in tons of miles on my bike and, and just really looking forward to our race season. Um, I'm an athlete as much as I'm a, I'm a strength coach. And, you know, I just was looking forward to that being my launch pad into the 2020 race season. And, um, so, we were there with some very good friends and just kind of checking out from life because um, making some big changes with our business here in Boulder, and we're going to elevate it to a new level. And we had been really thinking about the needs of our uh, community, whether it's older athletic people or young uh, world champion pros and Olympians. You know, we have a very diverse group of people that we work with at Rally. So, we had really been thinking about the future. And of course at that point we had just heard, like you were mentioning, you know, this horrible uh, epidemic that had hit China and and then we just, but we weren't really tuned into it because we were on holiday. And um, as soon as I came back from Hawaii uh, two days, or uh, 24 hours later I was actually heading to Pittsburgh uh, to meet with uh, uh, some people uh, who were running a um high performance um longevity institute in pittsburgh that i was considering um becoming partners with um in, here in boulder um just a really uh high functioning group of humans that i was just so jazzed when i came back and i was from pittsburgh and i was like i am so excited that the new rally sport focus is going to be on health And I've been using as part of my social media platform, a hashtag, um, that one of my, some people, some educators of mine had kind of shared with me. And we, we all decided that, that healthy was probably the best way to, to be super fit and to be super fast. And if our athletes and our clients didn't first come from a sound, sound foundation of health, um, that, that it didn't matter how fast they could run, you know, one and done and racing and pain and, um, degenerative this and yeah, unhealthy tissue and that, 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 that's just not worth it. You know, just when it comes to performance. So I had already started really thinking about this. And I think we, as we were talking earlier, Terry, you know, on, on March 16th, we closed the club and <laughs> the, I I've, I've worked at that club for 30 years and I've never, never not worked for this long. Um, And we closed it because it was the right thing to do and people's lives and health were at risk. And we didn't want to be on the wrong side of history with that. Um, So we took a big step back and, and then the world just changed for everybody, you know, not just us. So here we are five weeks later. um, I'm, I'm an optimist, you know, I'm still, super passionate and excited about the future i just don't know when the launch comes <laughs> so
0: right so yeah uh when did it when did you actually go like um you know that's just something that's happening over in china that's not gonna impact us okay yeah that might impact some of the businesses that get their stuff from china that's in the triathlon world right um, yeah like boco i think boco was one of the first ones i saw that was impacted and then um
1: First one I saw was Ataday. What's that? They, the, um, the recovery company. And they have an amazing uh, – Tim O'Donnell is sponsored by Adaday And they have the big massage chairs and stuff like that. And they have a, a gun like a Theragun, but it's their gun, um, Percussion Therapy for Recovery. And they had come to the club and they're like, we want to work with you, EC Fit, to to get this out to your athletes. And they had a gun that not only had percussion therapy, but it also supplied heat. And I was like, oh, my God, can I get one of these? And he was like, no, because we can't get anything out of China. And I'm like, you're kidding. This is horrible. <laughs> so so there is an exciting new product from a company called Ataday when we can get them um, that's that's coming. But that was my first first realization of what was really happening.
0: But, okay, so that was the first impact for you. When did the actual switch flip of like, okay, this is going to be – a pandemic this is going to really <laughs> impact my life this is going to impact a lot yeah. of people's lives and then when did that really start hitting for you i
1: i think it probably really i think i was in a state of disbelief for the first 2 weeks like that i kept thinking it just kept going the wrong direction like it wasn't coming back like we weren't going to open and then they started canceling races And then I started really realizing that how many lives were at risk because of this virus that we didn't understand. Um, I talked to another very good friend of mine, uh, David Harris, and he uh, recommended, actually, no, time out. The first person that really gave me a good recommendation was to listen to Dr. Zach Bush um, chat about the pandemic, and that was Matt McElroy, um, a U.S. triathlon, uh, hopefully, Olympian for 2020 Tokyo, and he said, "Aaron, you got to listen to this. You got to listen to this guy. He's amazing." And I listened to that podcast, and I was like, "Oh my god, yeah, this is this is going to be a while."
0: Yeah, um, so I'm trying to get in touch with a gentleman that I spoke with about his uh, win at a race once, named Ed Baker. Um, he posted something on January 26th saying that the R-naught of this is between 2.7 and 3.6 as scientists are looking at right now based on the numbers that they see. Is anyone else thinking this is going to be a global pandemic? <laughs> and like nobody really gave that even a thought. It was January 26, you know, Kobe had just passed away and like yeah. nobody was really thinking of really what's going on in China. Like Whatever, but I mean I mean he zoomed in right on the actual number that matters and was like this is important. (laughs) And I mean looking back on it is like, Wow, how? How did you know? Like and then I mean it's all hindsight twenty twenty, but it's like this was a big deal and we weren't prepared. No.
1: No, we were not. I don't think as Americans we're programmed to even think like that. You know, we're just not wired like that.
0: Man, So have you personally been registered for any races that were canceled or postponed yet?
1: Oh yeah. I was, um, scheduled to go to the big Island to race lava man, which is probably the most fun race in the planet. That is just a kick in the pants. And we've done that for about the last 10 or 12 years. Uh, that's just a nice little Olympic distance. And so that got canceled. And then I was scheduled to go on a bike trip to Mallorca, um, with a group of triathlon friends. And, um, that got canceled. We were like, well, maybe Spain will be okay. (laughs) It's like, and then Spain was like, whoop. They were like one of the worst countries on the planet. And then we were like, well, maybe they'll get through it fast and we'll still go on our trip. (laughs) It's like, nope. So that got canceled and they haven't canceled the, half Ironman Calgary right now. That's my big race of the year. Cause I'm at the top of my age group right now. And I just, I did nice in the fall. And the last thing I need is another giant triathlon year. So I'm really working hard on my business, uh, my online business, my coaching business. Um, I'm working hard to redesign rally sport, our, our brick and mortar training facility. Um, so I, I highly doubt that, uh, July 26th, Calgary 70.3 is going to happen. I mean, I can, I'm Canadian. I can, I can probably go across the border to see my mom, but I think if I just was going to a race tomorrow, they probably would be like, no, you're not coming across the border. So, yeah. yeah.
0: So, uh, moving forward a little bit, how have you actually been impacted? I know Rally Sport is your business. You're a co owner of that 40,000 yeah. square feet up in Boulder. Uh, what's it been like for you? I know that you have a substantial number of employees that work under you. Yeah. What's it been like carrying this burden, knowing that this is that, you know, is impacting your people?
1: Well, I'm very thankful. You know, rally sports, uh, a 40 year old business and a 40 year old building. And we have, we have 39,000 square feet. We have 160 employees, um, young employees. I'm very thankful to the U S government for coming up with the care act um, and payroll protection program I'm very thankful to our members who have continued um, at least the ones who can to continue to support us to the level that they are able financially um, to help us continue to employ our our, our staff and our team um, but I, at the same time I, and you know we're, we're in a phase we're early still in this phase of recovery I don't know what it's going to look like, you know, when, when we get reopened, you know, you talk to a restaurant owner, they're, they're only as good as that that night's covers, you know, they, they're going to be offered the opportunity by the government to open up at half capacity. And maybe in some cases, even one third of a capacity just because of the social distancing. And many of them can't make those numbers work, you know, and we're looking at two models right now. Um, The European model, the clubs uh, haven't started opening yet. The health clubs and the fitness fitness centers in Europe. Um, They are starting to open in Asia. And you know, the bottom line is you, you line up at the door, they take your temperature. You, everyone has to wear a mask. They've unplugged every other treadmill um, they're maintaining all the social distancing rules. There's no locker rooms. There's no swimming pools. Now, this is in Asia. I, I think the Center for Disease Control here in the United States de- has deemed um, swimming pools as safe. The question is, there won't be locker rooms. Like you're not going to be able to change. So, I'm hope we have an op- outdoor pool, and I'm I'm working hard um, to communicate with the governor here in Colorado to to give us that opportunity to open our outside area and you know our pool you know they'll probably have to measure it and I'd be like okay well you can put three people in your pool your five lane pool so people are going to have to reserve you know 30 I would probably begin with 30 minute sessions and people can reserve a lane but there's no master's workout because you can't gather at the end of the pool so we're used to having 20 people in our pool at, at once <laughs> or if not 25 five people in a lane so it's going to be uh, it's going to be really interesting, you know. And then they then they have to trust us. The government has to trust us. Our members have to trust us, and they have to trust each other. Um, so yeah, I think we're still weeks away from decisions. But the people who are making these decisions are not are not educated in our community either. And I I want to play a role in that if I can. Yeah.
0: So uh what about groceries and food and all that fun <laughs> stuff have you had uh, any issues getting anything Oh that you my
1: need? gosh No we you know Boulder we're just lucky right now I mean we're starting to see now as as of this recording today many of the meat packing facilities and these groups of people who who provide so much for all of us, I mean, I don't work in a meat packing facility. I don't work in a field. I did grow up picking raspberries up in British Columbia, but so I understand that journey of course, most of that's done by uh machines up there now, but you know there's there's just this whole group of people who who provide for us, who are now getting sick at at very alarming rates, you know eight nine people, and they're closing all of these facilities so as of right now I haven't seen anything you know we're shopping once every two weeks Um, you know we have neighbors they're like okay I'm going to Whole Foods what does everyone need and you know we kind of create different helpful situations in our neighborhood And um, you know our grocery stores here in Boulder just went to one way only lanes. Like once you go into Whole Foods, you can't turn around or something. It's like, what if you forget carrots? <laughs> we were talking to Rinnie yesterday because she went to the grocery store and she goes, "Oh, I felt so bad, but I couldn't go back and get a cucumber, and I needed a cucumber." You know, because you can't go against the flow. And if you're if you're following the rules, if you forget the cucumber, you just don't get it until you come back in the front, which means go back and get in line. So Man. that's what what it looks like in Boulder right now.
0: Man, so um, how's your motivation in mental health right now?
1: Well, I yeah, I my I, I'm busy. Stand really positive. I mean, that's just that's how I'm wired. So. You know, I call my mom twice a day up in British Columbia, make sure she's following the rules. I think my mom is 82 and she can't really get her head around this. So I'm like, mom, you can't just go to the grocery store. You need gloves and a mask. And she's like, well, what do you mean? I need chocolate chips like, because she wants to make cookies. And I'm like, no, no, you can't do that. And So, you know, and then I've got my really exciting, I'm so stoked about the technology that I'm learning about with EC Fit. And back in October... Uh, I started the journey of creating an on-demand channel, um, a way of delivering a much more comprehensive, um, high-touch experience for my athletes that I've built a pretty good business for around the world, um, exclusively for strength training for people who love to run, swim, and cycle. And and, um, some of the pushback that I would get is there's not enough instruction. You know, there's not enough cueing. And so I knew that we had to uptick that. And so I started doing some filming in October, um, November, but at the same time I'm running a business and you know, blah, blah, blah. And we were going to launch this thing in May of this year. And we pulled the trigger two weeks ago, um, April 6th, and we launched the easy fit on demand and, um, we're super stoked. We have over 30 episodes filmed, um, I have four different categories within the app. Um, One is called launch, which is like an airplane kind of taken off. And that's where everyone who comes into the on demand, no matter who they are, whether it's Renee or Tim or, or Flora or anybody like that, they'll, they'll all start in launch, which they'll just start to master movement. And then the next category is climb. And within climb um, movements become more challenging. There's supersets. There's some circuits. Um, but it's really ba- it's really strength based and movement based. Um, Is this something there's that a lot of
0: people can do at home.
1: It's all based on doing it at home because I think we as endurance athletes we all have lives outside of sport and the, having to go to a traditional gym um, can really take up time. I live three miles from my gym and it takes me almost 15 minutes to drive there. So. You know, if I've been out for a three-hour bike ride and I want to get a gym session in right away, that's an additional 45 minutes in my day just to get to and from the gym. So the on-demand is really all about getting off your bike. Um, you have a little – I just posted on my Instagram story, and it's, it's in my grid on Instagram. Um, the, the home gym is very small. There's three sets of dumbbells, uh, heavy, light, and moderate – there's a couple of vipers which is a unique training tool that we use um with our athletes um some bands and a foam roller and that's all you need like i know people are really into their pain caves but truth be told you know buying a bunch of bench equipment and stuff like that is just cumbersome so um very little need for a lot of equipment and it's all based on home stuff and so i have uh there's quick hit workouts that are ten minutes, and the regular regular uh, length workouts are between twenty and thirty minutes, and they're super compact and effective. So, wow. So, yeah, yeah. on demand is is awesome. And now there's some full length classes. I've got yoga, Pilates, and foundation training thirty uh, minute classes on the on the on demand, and we're just going to keep adding to the to the platform.
0: Okay, and for people to get that, is that like an app or is that a website? What is that? Oh,
1: uh, so exciting! It's both. So it's streaming service through the web, but it also is available iOS and Android. Um, so I'm now an app developer, or I have a developer account, and so there's there's two apps. Um, there's EC Fit Boulder, and that's where the programs live. And that's the one that I've been running for the last three or four years, and then there's EC Fit On Demand and that is with um, all of these that's with all the new stuff and it's they complement each other in a really exciting way
0: but you don't need the easy fit voter to get the on demand
1: no i'm just trying to you know i of course i would think that cuz it's my business i think people should have both i think they should all have a program and they get the program forever it's a one time purchase and then the on demand is a monthly subscription at 14 uh, excuse me 19.99 so what I'm going to do is if you buy a program, you get a month of free to on demand. And if you go on demand, you get 25% off a program. And, you know, like the programs are fun because like there's Miranda Iron Ironman program, full year of, of training, 18 different workouts. Um, same thing with Tim O'Donnell. He now has his own program. That that we did exclusively for TO, and I think that's probably going to be the most exciting program here in the next couple of years. Because, you know, whether Kona goes this year or not, TO is going to be the first. I mean, I, I think this. I mean, I am sure Dave Scott would probably push back on me a little bit, but you know, because Dave did so well at forty, and I, I will give credit where credit is due. He had a beautiful race the the year he turned forty. But I really think TO could win it. So, whether he goes this year or whether he goes at 41, um, the kind of progression that we have had over the last eight years with that guy is he's been so healthy, minus a couple of bike crashes.
0: It's been phenomenal seeing the progression. Yeah.
1: Yep. 39 years old last year and second and just right there. Fastest, fastest American man in Kona right now.
0: And Brittany, right after a baby, like getting right back out there and going back to work.
1: Yeah. And she still has room to run. You know, she still has room to keep getting better. Um, She's yeah. And she's just so happy. And Izzy is so amazing. So, yeah. Happiness will make you fast.
0: Very much so. Um, So to switch gears a little bit, uh, let's talk about the triathlon community a little bit. Um, We got to mention, you know, races. When do you feel like the next race will happen?
1: Well, from my very uneducated and pie in the sky, I would be, you know, there's some reason that Taupo is just, I I don't know how they'll qualify people for Taupo, but, you know, it's far enough out that maybe Taupo, I don't see how they can run Kona because people won't be able to qualify.
0: Um, Uh, So with Kona, from what I understand, they're going to purge the legacy list. Oh. Uh, so all the people that are legacy, all they have to do is pay and show up in race. Um, <laughs> so that way they have a full peer. So that way it doesn't yeah. look diluted. Um, <laughs> even if they don't get, but say 1900 versus the twenty five hundred, I think that's the magic number is twenty five hundred. Um, they would just give them extra room. Um,
1: I think that I think that would be exciting. You know, I think that not. I think that, in general, our community of triathlon, we tend to overtrain, and people do show up to the championships a little tired. It was, it was part of my strategy last year in Nice. So it was like I am not going to race that much. I am going to qualify. I qualified a year before I did uh, did the race, and then I did one seventy point three. And I, you know, and Tim wasn't able to race because he crashed on his bike and he had broken ribs, and then he hurt his foot, and you know, so he his training load was low, but you know, Julie Dibbins is a spectacular coach. I mean, she knows how to dole out intensity and, and I think that's why To did so well. Every, you know, he just was fresh and ready to go. So here that the whole first half of the year, the whole first half of the season, there's no racing might make for the most exciting Kona ever.
0: It might, um- <laughs> I mean, from my point of view and how I see things, I mean, kind of talk about what we were talking about beforehand, I don't see how it's anything's going to happen until the risk level of COVID-19 yeah. is below 1% to 2%. Right. Um, and to get to that, it, we're a long way away from that. So, I mean, there's got to be some kind of objective measures out there to measure, are, are we making progress or are we not? And, right. I mean, honestly, the economy is going to be shell-shocked in the meantime.
1: Yes. And I think, <laughs> uh,
0: even with myself, you know, I'm registered for the Comrades Marathon right now, and today's April 16th, so we find out tomorrow, or late late tonight, when, if the Comrades Marathon is even going to happen. because um, they're going to make an announcement on the 17th, and I mean, yeah. I anticipate it will be canceled. I don't think it's going to go off this year. Um... Just because, yeah. I am
1: sorry. I I think you are probably right.
0: Yeah, the president of South Africa extended a three week lockdown by another two weeks yesterday. So that's not necessarily the right move that needs to happen. Um, Right. And I was telling you beforehand that South Africa has a no alcohol or tobacco uh, thing in place, so you can't even buy alcohol or tobacco in South Africa right now.
1: that's horrible <laughs> but it's gonna be good for their health care i'm sure
0: yeah i mean maybe if the south would do away with the fried chicken just
1: <laughs> right
0: i mean what would happen if they got rid of fried chicken and
1: oh. like
0: anything fried for that matter but damn so uh moving on uh how do you see this ending when do you think it will
1: end Oh, you know, I feel like we're going to start some, it sounds like the president here in the U S has a little, little chat to have with us tonight at six o'clock Eastern time, which is like four o'clock our time uh, here in Colorado. And uh, he, you know, I, I'm not a, a fan, but I also respect the office of the president and you know, I know he's motivated to get us all back and going. And I, I think our governor here in Colorado is doing a really, really good job. Um, you know, I think everybody's terrified to open up the country because, you know, we could get this giant wave. Uh we can't get too comfortable too soon. I have a tremendous amount of healthy respect for this horrible virus. It is a massive mystery still. Nobody nobody knows what to do with it yet. And I know they're working really, really hard on it, but um I think things will happen very slowly. You know, I walk on walk on the street here in Boulder and, and people look at each other like they're terrified of each other. It's, it's just so sad. And they have, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm not a fearful person. I've never lived my life that way. So I look forward to when people don't shun away from you because you're within six feet of them. You know, I'm not that person. I, I do follow the rules. I wear a mask, but, um, and I keep to my social distancing, but I'm not afraid of humans, you know, and I think a lot of other people are, and I, I don't know when that's going to end. I, I think you're right, Terry. I think they need to find the vaccine is going to take some time. Um, The testing is not available yet. That is not widespread testing. And, You know, I'm going to be one of the first people to sign up for that damn Google app. I'm like, here, look, I'm good. You know, I think come in,
0: (laughs) you know, read about that in uh, China. They don't have that.
1: Yeah, they do. And I think we're going to be right there. And it's like the civil, the people who are pissed off about civil, civil liberties now, wait till they start registering you on your phone so they know where you are and know whether or not you've been tested. Like... I guess I don't really have a problem with that. If that's what it's going to take for me to get into a race or me to get on into an airplane or me to go into an ice cream store or a coffee shop, like, okay, here's my app. Here's my ID. And we better get used to that because that's probably what's going to happen.
0: Yeah. Uh, To kind of go along that line, class of 2020 isn't going to get their graduation or prom. Uh, Right. Many states have already said, hey, through the end of the year, we're not going to conduct any more in-class sessions. Uh, we yeah. will arrange on a one-by-one basis to have kids come in and get their belongings and return school equipment yep. and go from there. Um, how do you see this impacting the education system? I know no, it's horrible. I know you're from Canada. I mean, you kind of yeah. have a little bit of a more objective opinion.
1: Well, you know, I just – I remember one of the first mornings that the club was closed and, you know, I'm usually at work at 5.30 working with people. So AM, <laughs> I don't usually go out walking on the trails. And we, my partner and I were out walking on with our dog and I saw this young kid um, and his mom and he was just walking and I'm a chatty person. So I'm like, um, you know, were you at college? Cause he had a Penn State sweatshirt on and he goes, yeah. And I, he had just gotten home from his fr- freshman year. They had closed school. And so it had to have been, you know, mid March, um, maybe even like the 17th or 18th. And I just thought about myself when I was a freshman and basket, I played basketball at the university of Colorado and, uh, and just how wonderful it was in the spring of my freshman year. I'm like, I got no one telling me what to do. And it's spring and, you know, all my friends are meeting in the quad and, you know, it's like this, this gateway to becoming an adult and just to become, you know, and I, I thought for this young man, yourself. yeah, it's like here's this kid who he's now back in his old bedroom. I mean, he's from Boulder, so life didn't suck. But his he's answering to his parents again. He's not with his friends. I mean, what if he had a girlfriend? Like, she's back in Florida with her parents. I mean, who knows? I mean, it just it's a really interrupting. This is gonna this is gonna change people, man. This is this is really. Really sad, let alone I remember my senior year and everybody you know when it was all about me I graduated I made it through college you know and and how exciting that was and putting on my cap and gown and in Canada we don't wear the caps and gowns so it was a big deal for me to to do that and you know that I just yeah I feel for everybody and last night on the Twitter I saw that uh, people are really coming hard and I hope we can push this I would love to see um, Barack Obama, Uh, to do the the commencement speech for the entire country. I I hope that that happens. Like that would be, you know, his whole message is was, has always been one of hope. And I, I would love, I mean, I think that could be the most viewed speech because we haven't heard from him and, you know, think what you want about him. He is an inspirational man and he's a wonderful human uh, leader of people and, I would love to see that happen. And I hope that does. So, yeah, yeah, that feel for those kids for sure.
0: Man, I think uh, the mental health is actually going to be one of the things that is looked at differently after this. Yes. Because so many people are going to battle with real things like anxiety, depression, eagerness, emotional distress I mean so many people are going to go through a whole wide range of things and experience them and they aren't going to know what they are but somebody outside their circle is going to be like yeah you're depressed that's what that is and they'll be like oh
1: yeah
0: oh I didn't didn't know that
1: yeah hopefully we as a community will be there to help and recognize and help people through this
0: I hope so well, Aaron, this has been an amazing talk. Uh, learned a lot, and I love talking with you. Um, if I can do anything to help you out in the future, I'm happy to, and I look forward to following you continually, and hopefully getting this uh, over as soon as we can.
1: Oh, uh, Terry, you, you're you're a wonderful human man. You you really do a lot for all of us. You bring us all together with this podcast and the opportunity to just connect and learn and. So, yeah, thank you to you, and it's always a pleasure for me, too. Thanks. You're welcome. You have a good day, okay? Okay, you too, my brother. Bye-bye. Thanks for
0: tuning in today. I hope you were able to learn something from today's episode. If you enjoy the show, please take a minute to leave a review on iTunes or share it with a friend. Be sure to subscribe so you never miss an episode. If you'd like to see pictures from this athlete's race, learn more about who I am, what I'm doing, or be on the show yourself to share your story, check out my website at CoachTerryWilson.com. Until next time, continue the pursuit.